I, I guess so, yeah. Oh. Gotta pack this beezy. Hold oh, on. excuse me. Hold on. Fuck the beezy. I got a pin. You've been on your fucking crack rock THC crystal shit. Yeah, it's great. That is like the heroin of weed, dude. Like live resin vapes. That's why you stay just comp you stay smashed all I don't fucking day. I don't see uh <laughs> I don't see any real <coughs> issue. I'll be out there. I'll be out there at the pond fishing, just hitting the pin over and over. Like, yeah, I feel like... Oh, it's been 10 minutes. Days off fishing. It's been 10 minutes. In the pond. That's the way to but do it. You know, it. I went to work for a little bit. I See, I went yesterday and got skunked to fucking hell. Uh, I was very salty about that. There was a lot of pulls on my bait. They were pulling my pud, but they were not sucking. You know what I'm saying? You were getting bait pulled. I was getting, I was getting my little worm yanked on, but no, no hooks. Uh, and that, that was very disappointing because uh, it was like, oh, it's a nice day. It's kind of overcast. I'll use some light colored bait. These motherfuckers will be smashing it. Um, and then today, you know, I was just on a whim. I got done with I had to go into work for a little bit for like a meeting and stuff. Got done. Walked out and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna go put some line back in that water and just go fish again. Why not? You know, I got I got all my kit fixed. Got everything back in order. The house is in order. <coughs> Uh, so went out there and just fished some of my usual spots. I was like, you know what? Fuck this. There's a whole nother section of the pond I never go down to where there's a second fountain and it backs up to like an office building and then another set of apartments that aren't always where the, the honey holes are. aren't part of the same complex. Right. Uh, and this is like an area. It's like, there's not paths along it. It's hard to get to. So I walked around, went through a storm color. And I got to this, I got to this little cut out of the main lake. It's like a flat and I started throwing in there. Man, first fucking cast, that thing hits the water. Yoink! And I was like, oh shit, fish on, let's go. Get them, pull them. Uh, you know, and this was like... Breaker, an, breaker, that's and, a 10-4, brother. Yeah, and like a course of 45 minutes, I'd caught like three three of those little guys, you know, like half pound, you know, one pound or whatever the fuck they were. I didn't weigh them, no point. But yeah, you know, I got on top of them, which was nice. It felt very rewarding. I, I hadn't, I haven't had a successful fishing day yet this year. So, well, last year was really slow. I felt like uh, I picked the wrong day every day last year. I mean, I was catching nothing but catfish because they're basically a nuisance here. In yeah, the James. you just you put you, any put something remotely smelly in the water, and a catfish will bite that. Hook. Yeah, so there there's no shortage of catfish nuggets around here. Um, let's see. I hit uh I hit the perch hard white perch couple weeks ago when they were spawning yeah. we were throwing bottom rigs off the bridge nice. and uh got ourselves a nice little cooler full we did a right. we did a fry at work actually i got one of those blackstone griddles bro my next dad arc i'm a griddle guy oh i think i'm a griddle guy i know i feel that as somebody who was a flat top cook for years uh so that they're catching on now so you know you get the big you know giant four burner webers yeah well they have them that size just you know black tops 
Yeah, so you can specs. play. You can play a. You can, it's like a just a plate on top of it that heats it up, right? Or well, I mean, up. you can. I guess you can get attachments, but I mean, like what I'm saying is like they're catching on now. Like people just buying griddles. Yeah, you just want a flat top. To like do some fuck stuff. the grill. It's easier. Yeah, yeah fuck it's, the Weber. Even cooking. I mean, it doesn't. You don't get your char as much, but still dude it's great for like if you're doing street food and exactly, it's also yeah it's good with the zones yeah, yeah. i'm sorry this is probably such boring podcasting we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about bass you. fishing and fuck you griddling but no i think griddling is like that's my next dad art because i love smoking meats obviously never gonna stop doing that truly but uh something about just like the flat top and doing cheese steaks right Bro, I brought, uh, we got the little 17 inch portable one, brought it camping a couple weeks ago. We made chorizo tacos Ooh, for that breakfast. That's good. Oh, yeah. Chorizo breakfast tacos. We did smash burgers for dinner. I mean, you cannot go wrong. I'm a smash burger right now, dude. Um, <sighs> not to derail things too hard, but let's, let's, uh, let's get some things out of the way at the beginning of the show. I think, I think we should do a little plug. You know, it's been a couple weeks. Do it. Um, follow our Instagram, guys. It's at Uncle Ted's Cabin. Uh, with underscores in between the words, of course. Uh, check out our YouTube channel. Uh, I posted a reel today of a clip from a stream I did over the weekend. You know, I'm just kind of hanging out in Discord with some homies and uh, playing a little Diablo and some Ready or Not. Um, and we had a lot of fun. I'm trying to make the streams like a weekly thing. You know, hit it on Sunday or something, uh, and just go live for a few hours. So if you want to come hang out and chat, um, yeah, subscribe to the YouTube. Yeah, subscribe to the YouTube so you know when we're live. And you'll be there when we start adding some more content in the future. So you'll As already well, be there. In the meantime, while we're getting, you know, still getting things situated and figured out, pivoting from the from and or back to the video content, um, check out the Patreon. Um, if really at this point, it's like if you want to support us, you go there. It's a dollar a month. You know, we appreciate it. Uh, it helps us with things. Uh and I think that's all the housekeeping that we really need to do. Uh, shout out so, Bohemian Grove Clothing. Oh, yeah. And of course, shout out to the Grove. Shout out uh, Izzy and Griffin, Duh Heads, Couch Philosopher. Shout out Western Promises. Shout out to the Western Promises, boys, of course. I was playing Team real. Fortress 2 with them last night. Uh, and wow, that game is racist. <laughs> Good Lord. Uh, where do I download it? You, Steam. You should get yourself Team. You should get actually... Yeah, that laptop could run Team Fortress, no problem, even without the uh, without the fucking uh, cloud gaming. Yeah, I've just been on toxic ass uh, Daisy servers, you just doing like PvP, brother. Just getting headshot the minute I spawn, brother. You want <laughs> brother? It's almost the same experience on um, Team Fortress, just team based and uh, more racist. Yo, I'm and trying to get. There was a guy whose name was the full N word with the hard ER Hunter. Uh, that was his. That was his player name. Here's a question. Were there any numbers after it? Because if it was just that. No, it was just one. It was that just means that. he's the OG. He's the original guy who got that. And he's been there for years. He's, I bet he made that name when he started playing Team Fortress and it has never changed. Because when the game came out, he did that. You know, like Brother Hunter 2, Brother <laughs> Hunter 10, <laughs> yeah, Brother yeah. Hunter 500. Yeah, he was the original. He's, he was if the you original. don't have any numbers, like he's like <laughs> Rob. You know, there's a gamer tag of just like Robert. Well, you know, the someone's got that. The craziest thing about Team Fortress is, is the fact that these guys are typing in chat so much, yet somehow the whole game is still being played. But I'm like... I can't do that. I'm like, yeah. they're typing, but they're playing. But I'm like, the, char the character never stops moving. like, And they're just typing. I'm like, how? 
are you even doing? See, that's like when I watch uh, T90 official when he's doing like Age of Empires matches. When he's mm. he's watching them and like they're playing against each other. They're doing an RTS and just like chatting back and forth. I don't even know. I'm like, what are you? You guys separate keyboard for that? Like, what's going on? And you fast castled? What the fuck? I'm still getting these build orders down. I suck. I get dude online on that is hard. I will admit that that one time I played, I felt like I got beaten into the ground. I got a uh, mushroom man. They just kick you while you're down. I know you they're just relentless get with the fire galleys. I got dude. I got m- mushroom man on the AOE too, but mm-hmm. it's so funny because he told me he's like, yeah, man, I used to play this game like back in elementary school or middle school. It's like yeah. a twenty year old game, right? So shit. he was hitting me. He's like, bro, I used to play that shit back in the day. And I was like, that's awesome. You should download it and play it with me. So like we can both whatever. And I shit you not, this is like <laughs> the most classic like him response. He goes, I'm pretty sure I still have the disc. <laughs> like, bro, that shit is not gonna I cannot I play online hard with you. Media. Where are you gonna put it in your computer? <laughs> and I'm also like, do you think th- that program like has online capabilities? Mm-hmm. Like, no, dude, like get yourself some Steam. Come well, on. No, the old one did, I'm pretty sure. I think they used to have dedicated servers for it. I don't know. They got absorbed so. into Steam. Because you used to be able to play online with people, I'm pretty sure in old days. I'm sure I I'm sure at some I point you could. Because a homeboy told me, he's like, dude, I did he would just like set up crazy ass uh, scenarios. Because sure. you can make it where like you can make it like a tree tunnel and you can yeah. funnel everyone and you can give yourself like a hundred elephants versus like a thousand <laughs> cavalry <laughs> and you can just kill everybody. Yeah, you yeah. can basically just you set, set up, up to where you're gonna yeah, win. these scenarios. It's like the whole map is trees and it just funnels down to this one point. <laughs> and then you're just murking them. <laughs> and you just set up towers Give yourself a trap or two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just... <laughs> Dude, five-year-old you just sitting there. Of course. There. You've it's... just figured out how to use the computer. It's it's like building the never-ending coaster on Roller Coaster Tycoon. I love it. Same level of terrorism, you know? You're just... <laughs> Whatever your kid mind, whatever twisted thing your kid mind could come up with, it's like removing the doors in The Sims. You know, you're just doing evil. I'm doing evil things. Yeah. In between, uh, in between bouts of masturbating. <laughs> well, the only other uh, game I've been checking out, like I mentioned, uh, played a little bit of Monster Hunter Rise. That one's fun. Yeah, you were saying. And that. then just recently, it's a cool game. Just for fun, because again, I'm I'm on the cloud. Uh, Game game, what's it? Game Pass, the Xbox game Xbox pass. Cloud Gaming. Yeah, whatever. So Pass. They've got uh the Xbox and this one pass. game. It's called Man Eater. The Shark. The Shark game. Okay, so it's basically it's like an RPG. Right. So you have quests and you have locations. It's a giant open like, world. Go eat three Asian men on the beach. That's literally it. Like yeah, I yeah. did the I did the tutorial <laughs> and it was like kill ten beachgoers. <laughs> All right. It's like. I had just figured out how to like jump and swim and you get the controls right. And they're like immediately after they're like, go kill that guy on the boat. I'm like, oh, already? What? Like at least in Call of Duty, when you did like the the terrorist shooting up the the airport. Oh, yeah. The no Russian. Yeah. When you did that mission, like they kind of eased you into that. Like that was mid game, late game. Right. Yeah. It wasn't the very beginning. Yeah. This is like tutorial. They're like a couple missions in and then kill 10 like sunburnt fat dudes. Eat them. (laughs) Yeah. Eat them now. Go ahead right now. Devour them. The pieces. Just reminds me of the opening of uh, Sicario. The new Sicario. Oh man, I haven't. I don't think I've seen that. Movie. I went and saw. I hear that a lot about it. Me and Chad Farthouse went and saw it in theaters back nice. when we were hanging out back in the day. Sicario, dude, and we were both. We were, we were off the dabs. 
totally not expecting just how real the opening scene mm-hmm. was. It's it's like a bombing. It's like a it's like a basically like Boston Marathon oh, bombing. God. Yeah, and it's like you're watching it from like a kid's perspective, and you're just like, "This is real as fuck." We're just high as shit yeah, in yeah. movie land. <laughs> like, what have we've done? I want to. I really want to go for research to go see Burt Kreischer's fucking movie. No, we're not. No, I want to go see it. We can't patronize. I want to get so high and go see Burt Kreischer's The Machine. I think it's going to be a great. I think it's going to be kino cinema <laughs> i just can't believe like it's gonna be so bad it's he's be getting awesome. a movie made about a story he faked that's a lot undoubtedly there's <laughs> no way like i'm sorry you can't no dude but that's like you can't convince but me that's that story like the is perfect real. allegory of like how fame works now that like he's famous off of like a fucking fake ass lie story and he's getting a whole ass movie made about it like that's so, incredible honestly him, i think that i think that should be elevated just because of how stupid it is right and the thing about him is that obviously he was propped up as a comedian, just like Schaub and all these other people, because of Joe Rogan. He's he was friends with Joe Rogan. Rogan, the tastemaker, dude. Even before, like before Bert did comedy, he was one of those guys. He was a Travel Channel host. Um, he had a Travel Channel show where he was like kind of a goofy, funny Andrew Zimmern, mm-hmm. where he like ate and traveled and shit. Um, but I think. That's kind of where he met Joe Rogan and shit. Yeah. Hurt Burt was another one where he would get fucked up by things. Is that a show he did? He'd do like borderline jackass style stunt kind of things. Like they'd make him like, all right, I'm here with the starting line of the Eagles and they're going to fuck me up. (laughs) He'd like run and catch a ball and get like annihilated. Or like uh, they'd make him do like stunts and stuff. Like, yeah, that was a real show. So He, he talks about it all the fucking time. It's just crazy to me, though, that like this guy just by like. It's actually one of his lie stories is based around the show. Just by being lined up, like, right place, right time, knowing these people, being in... And even Joe Rogan, the thing that pisses me off about him is that he even admits all of his Hollywood uh, success was right place, right time. Sure. Like, he admits that uh, getting on... What was that first sitcom he was on? Like, news radio, radio. News radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He even admits. He was like, that was complete dumb luck. Yeah. He was like... And the fact that, like, I just happened to, you know, be born in Boston. Think about the privilege of, like, these people who... And that's another thing about privilege is like when you're born in the Midwest in these food deserts and shit, like you don't have like competitive like bands, competitive, uh, you know, like artistic scenes, comedy scenes. You're not like honing your chops. That's why all the cringe lords and fucking. That's why Midwestern Western emo exists. Yeah, right. Exactly. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) And Cobra. Yeah, That's why Midwestern emo and Cobra exists is because you don't have like that competition to like. So again, Joe Rogan, right place, right time. He cut his chops in Boston with the radio show, right place, right time, news radio. He even said Fear Factor was because he just like knew some people. He was already kind of in showbiz. He had done some comedy or whatever. And it he said Fear Factor and all this stuff just fell in his lap. See, didn't he like think it was like bullshit too and it would never work or something? And then like I, I, believe think, so. I think it was something like that. He was like, I and then he started doing the show and when they started like doing such he was like, what the fuck? So like, that's why I really don't like uh you know, we were kind of talking about Last time we were talking about like the elites and the Masonic imagery sure. and the, the tastemakers, the people who are out there, uh, you know, the face of Hollywood, you know, the top 40 bands, all that shit. They are the ones that are it's just right place, right time. And it doesn't mean that it's objectively good. Sure. You know, that's what really, uh, 
gets me is is when people are like, oh, well, this is selling, so it must be good. Sure, it's like, yeah. No, it's it's propped up. It's the same with Joe Rogan. It's the same with everything. Like n- the tr- the idea of a meritocracy, especially with your dollar, it just like doesn't exist. And once Listen. once I started seeing that, just with like music and podcasts and comedy, it's like, oh, there's like an actor that's ten times better than this guy, yeah, but he didn't get been. the part. Yeah. You know, it's just right place, right time. That's how this stuff works. Uh, so the idea of the meritocracy being dead, you know, that was my first glimpse into it was when I realized that like, oh, like the best bands aren't the bands that are getting signed. It's the ones that are playing the game. What? You know, the, even the same, same with politics. It's like the meritocracy is dead. It's the people sure. who play the game. That's the matrix we live in is the people who are willing to go along with the facade. Right. I, I, I guess you, I, I, I was thinking, though, like. Because you're, are you saying that in reference to like, like, because we're talking about, you were talking about Rogan being a tastemaker and like what gets elevated. And it's like, Rogan is incredibly popular, but why is it incredibly popular? You know? And people theorize that A, he was doing long form discussion at a time where all the mainstream like agencies were saying like, you got to do sound bites. You got to do 15 seconds. Content wasn't like that. And it it Mm -hmm. created like a, fucking seismic shift in how content was digested and what do we always say people get co-opted so yeah maybe he was good for a long time there was a time where he was good yeah it it was like it was really bullshit at the beginning Mm -hmm. and then there was like the golden age of rogan that i think lasted i want to say up till about 2016 2017 and that's when mike baker started coming on tim kennedy all these cia guys yeah all his fucking sus lord cia buddies started showing up his right wing grifter sphere he started having like charlie kirk he started mm-hmm. having like Shapiro and all these turning point fucking toilet paper USA guys on toilet paper. Yeah, I like that. That's good. It's just, <laughs> I don't know. I think that <clears throat> when you see like, cause Rogan admits it in his own words that like he's everything that he's done is right place, right time, dumb luck. Yeah. You know, there are people that are objectively funnier than him, but he makes like the most out of almost any comedian out there. You know, it's like, he like stumbled into influence. Yeah, exactly. And so that idea of the meritocracy again, not to beat a dead horse, but I, it's like when you see these things happening in like little microcosms, you're like, Oh, this is happening everywhere. Yeah. Like, there are Joe Rogans everywhere. Like the president is a Joe Rogan. Like everybody, <laughs> like everybody is a Joe Rogan, like a right place, right time. You're not objectively the best. Even if you're listening right now, your manager, you know, they're not objectively better than you. Yeah, they're just, they're they just happen the to be there. They've had there. the job longer than you and they politicked yeah, and yeah. they suck some guy's dick for 10 years so to get that. So far they could get their nose up someone's ass. Right. So, I don't know, man. That that whole idea of the meritocracy, I, I fucking it's lost on me now, man. It really is. That's why it's hard for me to uh want to participate in all this shit. The politics, the media, the everything. It's like because no amount of me like trying is gonna really get me that much farther ahead. You know, I can like Sure, if I want to be an entrepreneur, like I can start to make my own money and I can like move up menially, but like in my lifetime like before I get reincarnated, I'm never going to be a Jeff Bezos. Like those people, like that shit does it. You don't just pluck those out of thin air, you know? Sure. Yeah. You usually have like, a, um, you get to stay in your parents' pool house 
or like start a business in their garage in Beverly Hills or whatever. That's usually how those things happen. Yeah. You know, <laughs> uh, it's definitely uh, we do. It does seem like we're ruled by Nepo babies. I mean, I think yeah, that's even, it. even like our current pol- political landscape is mostly Nepo babies or like in one way, one way or another, you know, mm-hmm. even uh, even Trump's dad was like a big guy, you know, didn't Trump's dad steal baby. all of Nikola Tesla's papers? I'm pretty sure he had, he had something to do with that. He had something either. He had them. I, I mean, don't know. He was if like, like on the team that like went and raided Tesla's place <laughs> or he <laughs> may have like sent the team. He Isn't may that have where like... everybody gets like the lore of him doing the time traveling thing. And like, do you remember that? Oh, yeah. In 2016, where it's like Trump time, is a traveling time traveler. Trump yes. And, like, and Baron, because there's a book of Baron. What is it? Baron's Underground Adventure or whatever it is. Have you ever seen that? There's a book that was written and there's a kid, little kid in the book and it looks like a drawing of Baron. And I don't, I haven't looked at it enough Wait, to know an if that's fake. Book? It's an old book from like the 1860s or some shit. And it's like Baron's journey to the center of the earth. And it shows him like going underground and meeting these people that live underground. And Damn. it's very weird. It was in the QAnon lore. <laughs> it was very weird. I feel like that definitely book. came across my desk I, at some point. I feel like we may have looked at it here in one of the earlier episodes, possibly. But, but it's I also can't remember. like the the whole like Trump being a time traveler thing is it blows my mind that Q boomers like fall for shit like that. Because to me, like that's parallel to like the Simpsons did it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, because they say Matt Groening's a time traveler and this and that. And it's like, (laughs) you can basically convince anyone on Facebook of anything. I'm, I'm Facebook is one of those uh, platforms. Yeah. Facebook's pretty cool for that kind of stuff. Because (laughs) just because of it has like all the media, those boomers get up to in groups. Yes. (laughs) Once they get in their little chambers talking to each other, dude, it gets weird. It really does. Very quickly. There's all kinds of funny strains of that shit. I wonder if Facebook feels like, uh, I wonder if Facebook now feels like how MySpace felt in like 2009. Yeah, I don't know. It's got to just be old people. And it like you feel like like the site's dying and, and guys, people that are like, still trying, using them. It's like, what are you doing? And people trying to push their local band still. Damn, dude. <laughs> oh, bummer. <laughs> that can only, that, that's got to be a rough existence. <laughs> that was one of the biggest things I was like happy about. And I've mentioned before, I've been really open, like anyone who's listened for a long time, uh, you know, you've you've kind of heard our like trajectories as people and, you know, the stuff we care about and the stuff we stopped caring about. And I think we've both like grown a lot over like the course of I this. I think so. Yeah. And so anyone who's listened kind of knows that when I was in a band, like that was a big part of my ego it was a big part of my image, whether I knew it or not. I was like doing things either consciously or subconsciously that it was always about like my image and my perception from others and, and being well liked and well received. And one of those things was like posting on social media. Sure. Um, and so because I've lived that, like I know what it's like to be like a deranged, like <laughs> schizophrenic, psychopathic person who's like, I need to pick the best angle and make sure that all my friends think that I'm cool and I have to pick the best fucking caption so that I can get all the likes. And then, well, the people who see me, then they're going to think my band is cool and they're going to think I'm cool because I'm in the cool band. Ugh. And, you know, it becomes Just a self-feeding. Process, yeah. Yes. And, and it's like, because I've been there, it's like, I see how that plays out mm-hmm. from other people. Like social media isn't a real place. Everyone's trying to like, get you to think 
like a certain way about them. You know, like it's a very fabricated place that you should really just be like fucking with celebrities and looking at memes. Like yeah. that's really the, the only thing it's good for now. The internet was created to A-log people. Yeah, because I feel like we grew up with social media. Like we're in our 30s. So like we had AIM, we had AOL, Instant Messenger, and then we watched that go through you know myspace to facebook and twitter being rolled out and instagram has evolved like, yeah or like e- even the other side of that like my genesis is like encyclopedia dramatica to 4chan to <laughs> like, yeah you know it's too. like seeing all in reddit for starting and like you know all that stuff seeing all that and what the internet's become is pretty it's kind of great <laughs> i love it i wouldn't i wouldn't trade for anything honestly like the, the the current state is kind of lame. It's gotten lamer and lamer over the years, but like the genesis and the journey through it was great. Do you think it's we've gotten to the point where like things are just getting co-opted and funneled and people are being funneled into certain like corners? It just feels like everything's flat. Yeah. It feels like everything's flat. It feels like every every piece of content that could ever happen has happened except for Fish Tank, you know? Ooh, yeah. Except for Fish Tank, I think. A Fish Tank is fun and it's honestly gotten crazier and crazier as the days have gone past it seems like you know so i stopped i stopped keeping up daily after uh the third week i think halfway through about the halfway mark yeah so i haven't seen a lot of the airsoft fatty and frank hassel stuff yeah uh that's but that's been the it's it's gone things were going up and then they somehow broke the up gauge, like through it, and just and went just straight kept up. Going up, yeah, and just kept going up. Like very funny moves that Sam and Jet and whoever else have made. Now at this point, you know it. It seemed like it was going to be. It felt like week two or three. It felt like it was just going to be straightforward. And then, like you know, I even I was defending it a lot at first, but I guess I could see the point of some people who were like, "Oh, this is like kind of isn't." They're not doing that much, but yeah. now things have reached such an insane level well i think yes you're but exactly at first right. people were like but at first i like i don't think the people who want blood were right who were like oh why aren't we like branding them with irons in the right house away, you know yeah like there was that group of people but there's like i can see some of what they're saying they're like you know i defended it first like oh come on like this is interesting at least yeah like sure they're not doing anything super crazy and none of the fish toys are working and Sam's scamming people or whatever, you know, like or at least whatever arguments you wanted to make at the beginning. Now it's like I think they've justified every single person and delivered entertainment on par with me paying forty dollars for the season pass. Sure. Like I think I've gotten my money's worth. Above and beyond that at this point. And I think that really just depends on like what kind of viewer you are. Yeah. Well, yeah. If you're like one of those feral retards, yeah, it's never going to be. You're never going to be happy. Well, so you can like cut Letty's head off or something. Is those people need need like Frank Hassel and Airsoft and all these people to be there. Whereas like for me, I actually I was like you. I was defending it at first and I still defend it and being like, I think it's more interesting to see like normal people and the lengths that they would well, go yeah, that to was the fascinating bit yeah yeah and so when you throw frank hassel in there i mean obviously you know what to expect you know what, to expect. You know what he's gonna do you it's just like don't know just when it's gonna happen. putting a tornado through the house and i get that yeah um but i feel like a lot of people are just like it's like 
to me, it's like fart noise comedy where they're just like, ha ha, Frank asshole. Ah, he destroyed something. Yeah, yeah. Ah, he called her fat. Ah. Sure, sure. Yeah. It's fart noise comedy. I totally get that. Whereas I think Fish Tank itself, as like an entire project, is a bit more subversive. I totally get that. Yeah. So I, I. I hope people at I'm least I'm one of those just... fart noise retards, though. <laughs> no, I'm a fart noise retard, too. I just hope people don't lose sight of, like, what the project actually is. It's, like, making It's an somewhat... interesting experiment. Well, it's making somewhat normal people not normal. It's, like, you take them, and then you put them in these crazy situations. And you take their phone and, then... and weed away from them. And then, so look at what Letty was like in the beginning... Everyone was like, oh, here's just some like normal, cute She's little just girl. Quiet and and then now it's like people hate this woman. <laughs> like they hate her. I saw a thing today. It was a clip of her talking to Jet. And um and every single comment on her was like, this fucking bitch, fuck this dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh and she, but she was she's using like this very manipulative, like quote unquote slutty body language Jesus. whenever she talks to anyone now she's like oh um uh, even though she's like she could just have a normal conversation with you and be like hey like but she puts on this act every time she talks where she's like oh, ooh, oh. like she was talking to jet and she goes she's like why are you throwing soda only on me and not on anyone else and he's like no i threw i threw monster on airsoft fatty and uh, on chris and then she's like oh and then she's like well, make sure you do it like before I take a shower. Okay, I don't want to take like five showers a day. And then he goes, "Honestly, I'd rather be talking to Betty right now." Like her double they brought in. <laughs> oh, they did a they, they did a, a Lance Vance. They did a Lance Vance initially, which was great. You know that dude actually Lance got like a spot on World Peace too because of it. No shit. Yeah, Sam offered him a role just because he did such a good job of mimicking Vance. Like mm-hmm. he he committed to the role and just started you know doing everything he was doing basically. Yeah, yeah. And so, but the Betty chick is like just dark Letty. She's like wearing almost the same outfit, but it's black. <laughs> you know? Oh my God. She looks like marginally more attractive than Letty. You know? Yes. Like, it's like they, per- you have to like really look into like the psychological stuff that they're trying to do here. They're doing you know? 40 chess shit. It's very yeah. wild. Like it's very interesting. When my you favorite think, part when of you it. You think about it a little more than you should. It's, right. It, it's crazy. My favorite part is how people have been like plotting on plots. Like, they'll tell somebody something, and then they'll go to somebody else. But because we have access to it all, it's like, again, they're they're in our fish tank. We can hear and see everything. And that was always the most interesting bits of, like, real world Big Brother, any of those shows. Yeah. Was when they had things like that happen where they'd all be like, I think that fucking, I think she's a fucking bitch. That one chick's cutting herself. We got to go intervene. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, right. It's like shit like that, you know? And you're like, it's, it's, intri- it's human intrigue. Um like it's it's like it plays into like your weird god complex that everybody has, where like you sit there, and you're like, I'm just observing all of this happening. Yeah, I have the I'm in the know, <laughs> and they're not, you know. Well, it isn't going to be interesting to see who sticks it out to the end, and uh, everybody wants Josie to win. I, Still, I um, think she's just in her own world. She's so most, anything that happens, she's an innocent she's, person. She's not even in that. She's well, not even in the room. Last night, so last night, um, oh Air, shit, Airsoft Fatty, uh. Something happened. I don't remember the, how it got to it, but Airsoft Fatty ended up getting completely naked and walking around the house. Oh, my God. And apparently Josie saw him and like freaked out and ran upstairs <laughs> and then like was in the bathroom crying. And then she came out and like just went to bed, like very out of character for her. She just went in her room. So someone ordered like a shark attack on her. So the red shark came in there and started like throwing sugar all over her and stuff. Oh, no. And like then she just started like mimicking him. And like just kind of like doing whatever he was doing, <laughs> and then the, the shark, sh- yeah. And then the shark got like mad, 
and left. <laughs> and then she like the sugar was all over. She was like, "Can I eat this?" Like she was like perfectly fine. And like she is a tank. Yeah, she's a yo. Tank. She's she like, is a Percy. She, she's a diesel. She yo. bugged out. She bugged out. But yeah. The pictures of Airsoft Fatty walking around the house naked. She is diesel. It's it's like a cryptid sighting. It's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Jesus <laughs> like, Christ. Because his, his fat is so perfect that it covers up his junk. So you can't see it. So he's walking around and you can't see his junk. Because Chris was like, because Chris said something, about, I think, about not. He was like, I'm not, I'm not allowed to get naked, am I? And like Jet was like, you can literally do whatever you want. Like, and Jet told him, like, you can get fucking naked as shit. Hell so yeah. He got naked and just started walking around the house. And you can't even see it. Cause see it penis, oh, cause Jesus so, Christ. Because he's so fat, you know. I mean, it's, but God, I mean, that's real, the idea of him just doing that. Because, like, there's a fuckload of people watching this. Well, he also is just known well, as a lol cow. He's, he's an I act. Mean, he's, he's, well, Airsoft Fetty is and isn't. Like, he's. I would say he's more of a content creator than a law cow because he's not a terrible person. The the law cow element requires them to be a terrible person on some level. I heard, or at least just be dog abuser. I heard he's an animal abuser. I know he had cats, or maybe it's the cats. So apparently he had like a he had like a nasty basement with a bunch of fucking cats in it. Yeah, I've heard all that. They don't take care of the animals. The iDubs documentary. He was on stream too. You see it? Yeah. I read some comment that was like there was a stream where he like. Threw a cat or hit well, a cat or something. That horalidity has done the same thing. So there's there's plenty of creators that throw cats that are more famous than him. Right. But not to excuse bad behavior. But for him to go, basically what some people, some commenters and redditors okay. are saying. The that, uh Airsoft Fatty, <laughs> he goes doctors. into the bathroom and he goes in front of the confessional camera and the mirror camera and he cries and is like, I need money. I got evicted, this, that, blah, blah, blah. Sure, sure, stuff. sure. They took my cats, this and that. People are like, yo, dude, like, why are you bringing the cat You're, like, abusing this? the cats. Yeah, so it's like... Okay. He's All obviously, right. like, playing on people's heartstrings. And with him being, like, a very public figure by posting shit online all the time and being airsoft fatty he is airsoft fatty yeah so it's like even though he might not be a terrible person like outwardly he's not a perfect person by any means sure but what i i think like a lot of people in these locales like chris chan did not hide like he is just inherently he's fucked they're inherently fucked just fucked fucked. you can't hide that shit (laughs) There's no suppressing that. There's, a, there's been a third sighting. Outside but the airsoft fatty thing, I think he could be like kind of manipulative. Is all I think some people are making. The oh, point he's of. definitely, um, he's definitely hamming it up to try and get as much money as he can out of the situation. I guess I get it because he doesn't get exposure. Even the iDubs thing, like that was like that was a moment for him to try and kind of like grasp. So you know, grasp some relevance on the level of other than being a meme while still being a meme. Sure, and I mean there were parts and he's where doing I-dubs, that again was, now. But I mean, Idubs was pretty charitable about him and was like he was relatively he's charitable. Just, but he's was, a guy just enjoying life in his own was, way. It was definitely still one of those documentaries where it's like, yeah, this person is like kind of a joke. Fatty oh, well, felt yeah. like Fatty was the brunt of the joke the whole time. Well, the the entire documentary was the punchline. Exactly, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Like right. the fact that Idubs went and did a whole documentary about this obscure personality, mm-hmm. you know, and I think he did actually care about the dude on some. But level, it gave but... us one of the greatest clips of all time. Dude. was him <laughs> hitting that bong and coughing. Him <laughs> 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 just. 
I love it, dude. What, a, dude? That honestly, that kid's funny, man. I think he's sitting there, and someone asked him about like Jedi lore over TTS, and he just started telling. Like he's like, "Oh yeah," like it just starts because that's like part of his strategy to annoy them. So he just starts talking about fucking Star Wars lore, like going into it, dude. Like, I'd be sitting there like, "This is better than TV." Like, yeah, yes, yeah, tell Please me help. all about the Jedi Order and the Fallen. Please help. Oh my god! <laughs> all right, hang on, I'm getting but, a drink. Yeah, get yourself a drink here and. I think it's about time for part two of our, well, your digging into Program to Kill. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, I got something else. Uh, so this is covering chapter one of it. Uh, chapter one of the book. <clears throat> There's a lot of shit. It's very dense. And um, it's the chap- first chapter is called From Brussels. And what it is covering and spans is a, yeah, what was that? I didn't do anything, (laughs) but it's called from Brussels and it covers um, a lot of European uh, pedophile rings and things that got busted. And he's showing he's just laying connected to the crown in any way. uh, It's largely connected to a lot of royalty and or um, governmental figures in these countries. So I've got a fuckload of highlights here, but we'll start off with this first thing. And this is again from David McGowan's work, you know, um, So I'm going to read this quote here from Olenka Frankel for the BBC on May 2nd, 2002. The case of abduction and murder against Belgium's infamous pedophile, Mark Dutroux, remains unresolved. He has not been brought to book for these heinous crimes. There appear to be a steel veil drawn over the facts at the highest level, and no one is prepared to expose these involved in this blatant cover-up. The official answer is that a series of hysterical conspiracy theories forced investigation investigators to search for pedophile networks which didn't exist but for observers of this debacle that's exactly what didn't happen <laughs> far from being investigated leads pointing to a network seemed to have been blocked and or buried so yeah this is covering mark detro who is a name in brussels in belgium mm-hmm. is incredibly infamous and it's it's honestly interesting this it's not the first time i've heard that name what is was he a, a he was an infamous pedophile that's right yeah infamous pedophile and child child pornographer uh and murderer i believe uh he had like six bodies that were attributed to him yeah, um, just during the investigation that yeah, I went for the triple crown. Oh, and it's funny because this Dutroux thing kind of links up with a case that just happened in Oklahoma. I posted on the Instagram about it before, but the the um, what's the guy's a Jesse McFadden case that's going on in Oklahoma. A few weeks ago, they found like seven people, girls, and uh, maybe maybe there was adults as well, including himself murder suicided in his house what but then the family went back to the house and found all this shit that was like the cops didn't the local cops didn't even they barely did any evidence processing on the house despite this high level murder and the reasoning being like he's dead the suspect's dead like what the fuck do you want and like this is like fud cops in oklahoma yeah and it's also like that uh that thing like we mentioned with sirhan sirhan it's like Oh well, this was a murder suicide. We know the guy did it. Open and shot. Yeah, it's literally a case closed. So no more looking looking into <laughs> it. Throw the being stamp like, on it. Yo, yeah. this is like here's the stamp. Shit Boom. runs deep. It's done. Yeah. So in these FUD cops in Oklahoma, these the family went to the house where the murders happened and were digging around, and they find like baseboards behind the bed where they can feed chains through that had locks. The when they found that shit, they were like, "What the fuck?" And it's then a they rape were dungeon. like. The computer was still there. And they're like, why didn't you take this fucking computer? Do you know, like, there was, this guy was probably selling images online. 
And like they, I think they may have found evidence of that. And like the, the family found all this shit. They found things with blood on them still in the house. And like the lady found bones under the fucking floorboard and shit. So probably not his first batch. They found bloody clothes. No, excuse me. Bloody clothes under the floorboard. They found bones still on the property. Like this guy had been fucking processing and murdering people at his house. That's insane. Very in clearly. Yeah, very clearly. And he was released from jail earlier than he should have been. He was about to go to another hearing for a sexual assault and pedophilia thing, I think. And he had and he was out of jail. And uh no one understands why he was released. He was about to go for a hearing and then he did this murder suicide overnight before his the day the day before a day of his hearing. Yeah, but that's that's basically how this Mark Detro case goes. So I'm gonna I'm gonna get into these notes here. It's fucking wild. It's a very wild story. Mm. Uh, so Mark Dutroux is a Brussels, Belgium. He was convicted along with his wife in 1989 for the rape and violent abuse of five. This stuff. Let me tell you, Program to Kill is one of the darkest fucking books I've ever fucking read, dog. It is like I believe the it. basest, most disgusting, like side of humanity you will ever know. And there's people who shit on McGowan and try to say that he makes a bunch of points without like presenting evidence. But then the factual evidence of these cases he presents this is all factual stuff pulled from police reports. Yeah. Like he might make some wild assumptions of how all this is connected with serial killers and pedophilia rings and stuff. Sure. Sure. He might make some reaches without like anything definitive, but being like, he draws a line and goes, isn't that weird? You know, like it's a lot of that kind of stuff. It's like question asking, but this is some of the most like horrific human behavior that, that has ever existed. I guess other than like, you know, your ancient death cult. Well, and there's something that always the common thread that runs through it is, you know, sadism, being overly sadistic and and just, yeah, just being, uh, they call it overkill. But yeah, you know, but also for profit, like a lot of these people who do these killings, do them to sell snuff films or do these, uh, they capture these people. It's not just for their own sexual pleasure. It's for fucking money. There's a huge industry behind this stuff. Mm. And there's clients. There's people who pay with credit cards online. Maybe not anymore, but some of these cases, they found like websites where people had their credit cards and names attached to the shit they bought from these fucking people. Jesus, you got to be like, I'm sorry, you got to be fucking retarded <laughs> to do that. <laughs> it's crazy. So, uh, so Detro, uh, he was convicted alongside his wife. The youngest of uh, the, so the youngest of his victims was 11. Oh. Now stands accused of being a key player in an international child prostitution and pornography ring whose practices included kidnapping, rape, sadistic torture, and murder. Detroit was sentenced in 1989 to 13 years for his crimes, but was freed after her serving just three. Le- okay, 13 years is a very lenient Already sentence in lenient. the first place. Now, you would ask, why would the system who convicted a man release a man so fucking early for something like that? Jesus. It would almost make you think like maybe the entire system that like put him in jail was probably involved. Almost like some other cases we've seen over here in America. Like, you know, where a certain somebody who wound up dead was released pretty early off that. Like he got a lenient, he got a, he got what was quoted as a sweetheart deal. Mm. And then, you know, he gets bagged again in what, 2019? Wasn't it? Talking about old Epstein? Or was it 2016? When did the Epstein thing happen? No, it was 2019. Yeah, it was before COVID. It was after Trump was elected. Mm-hmm. 2019, I think. Uh, and he gets thrown back in jail and killed because I guess this time they can't cover it up. 
you know. It's like everybody gets one. Yeah, you we get you get you your one, one chance to go to jail, and if you get caught again, sorry, bud, you're getting sent. You're yeah. getting sent to the wood chipper, <laughs> you know, or you're gonna you're gonna quote unquote send yourself to the wood chipper. But um, so let's see here. He was freed, but this was in spite of the fact that, as prison governor, Yvonne Stewart would later tell a parliamentary commission a medical report described him as a perverse psychopath. An explosive mix. Uh, he was an he was an evident danger to society. The man who turned Detroit loose on society, Justice Minister Melikor Walthal. God, these Dutch names or these Belgian names are so fucking weird. Walthalet was rewarded with a prestigious appointment to serve as a judge in the European Court of Justice at the Hague. So this guy let him out and then became a judge at the Hague. <laughs> Which he was probably awarded that position based off letting this guy out. Mm, you would, more than likely. You would have to assume, right, on some level. You would have to fucking assume. But um, so after Detroit's release, young girls began to disappear in the vicinity of some of his homes. So he had like a bunch of like chateaus and shit around the, around the country. And uh, he had like high profile people that knew him and hung out there and stuff. Like it, 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 this eventually it once these people they started busting these places they found like huge collections of child porn um they eventually found they found client lists uh and there was people in the government that were tied into this shit in belgium uh cops they ended up like catching cop a few cops and like some other higher up government people that were involved in this case and so those were they people who were actively participating in like the creation sale distribution and so you're talking like a multi-pronged approach from the cops to politicians to your everyday like like it's a coalition. It's like yeah. a group of people. It's a multi-pronged faceted thing to make this network. That's what that's why the term network cuz it's not like just some far off group. It's like this kind of shit it's never just one person doing this stuff. No, and it's the people that are embedded in our society doing but the, it right under your nose. But the ones that get the most attention are like the to catch a predator things, where sure. it's one fucking guy who shows up. Don't get me wrong; yeah. those guys should be harassed and harangued and entrapped. I, I don't care. Like those guys deserve to be off the streets. But it almost makes everybody kind of remove the concept of like how high these kind of rings would go. Mm-hmm. It makes them almost only associate it with like fat, weird losers who can't get any pussy on the internet, and so they they go after like a thirteen year old. Yeah, true. you know, and it, like it, it almost does a disservice to the very idea that like there is deeply embedded networks. Like the amount of money, uh, there's a quote that tells you how much money like the child porn industry is worth a year, and it's like an absurd amount of fucking money. It's it's. Do you think it's worth more than the it's regular easy, porn definitely industry? More, definitely more than a billion, no matter what. I Do you think. think it's more than the regular porn industry? I don't I don't think so, because there's... Hopefully d- not. I, I hope to God there's more That'd people... That'd be insane. I don't like the porn industry, but I hope to God there's more people that consume regular porn yeah. <laughs> than child porn. Because well, there's always that, that staggering statistic <laughs> that's like... Because otherwise, God damn, we live in a dark fucking time. <laughs> right? Because there's always that statistic that's like the dark web is like exponentially bigger than like the surface web that you can go to. You know... And, and is and, that and, even... And is, is that any validity propaganda, to that? You know, and I also feel like so much of like the dark web, which is on like Tor, is like corralled. Like it, it's it's one of those things where it's like there's agents within, yeah. It, it, like if you're fucking around on there, there's somebody who's aware of what you're doing. 
Yeah. Even with the regular, the regular internet, the regular internet is so co-opted that like, there's no way that if you're like stabbing around on the dark web, somebody doesn't have fucking tabs. Somebody at Langley or wherever the big NSA data farm is doesn't have tabs on what you're fucking doing. Even though like Tor is completely anonymous. Like I, no, there's no way. I highly doubt it. So I, I don't think there's any way to reach that true level of anonymity. No, I saw something these the other days, day that I don't said think there's that exists. a law. I don't think that exists anymore. Part of the, I don't know if it's part of the Patriot Act or what the NSA does or whatever, but like the the CS, excuse me, uh, the CIA, I almost said CSI. The CSIA, <laughs> dude. <laughs> uh, the CIA and FBI, like they will routinely like, you know, if you're a person of interest or a TI, like they'll intercept your packages and like bug your electronics. Like, oh yeah. If Dude. you're on like a Tor browser, they say that uh, they have like backdoor access to literally any computer sure. made in America or sold in America. So like you'd probably have to get some like foreign made machine. You'd have to, to get like a be... Huawei <laughs> fucking yeah yeah. <laughs> like something no, really... it's crazy. The the late like hyper encryption that they'd go to 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 spy on us all is like yeah they they literally have that level of lockdown on everything. Sure. Uh, to like you said is. There's no way some guy isn't aware of every single thing that you do, no matter how much. I hate to break to you guys, NordVPN, all that shit. Yeah, it's there, cool, so you can watch was, like there, French Netflix. But other a, than that, it's, there's a yeah. couple of VPNs out there that are good. Uh, None of them matter. Josh Moon was talking about it. None of them matter. Well, no, uh, this one I I will give street cred to one of them because uh, I I think in, none of them. They're matter. in Belgium, and I think the. Belgium, I think it was either Belgium. It's somewhere in Europe, and the police came to try and, like, they showed up and were like, give us your records. And they were like, they were like, give us your, like, user records of, like, who. It's like, it's it's a thing you sign up for, and they claim they do not keep any record of, like, after you sign up. So you sign up for their service, and then once it's gone, they don't keep a record of it. So they showed up and wanted user logs, and they were like, we don't have any user logs. And the police just left. Because <laughs> they literally didn't have any actual user logs, they were like, "Yeah, we don't have any." So you're like, "Damn, we got to go in the back door, and we got to go into yeah, yeah, everyone sure, individually." Sure. So that's the thing is, I don't, I, I, I don't like. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, I just, I just thought that was an interesting tidbit that there was like a VPN company that recently like had the cops show up and be like, "Give us your fucking user logs," because there's someone that there's people using the service that these cops want to know about. Of course, of course, you know, but. They were just like, yeah, no, like we can't provide you with that because we don't actually keep that. So, I, I just thought it was interesting. That is interesting, but I also, you know me, believe nothing, trust no one. It's like that could also <laughs> yeah, yeah. be just like, sure. okay, wow, so sure. you know, you don't have anything there. But again, it's not like it. It it is an ultimate protection for the end user. It's like at the end of the day, like just be a well, good no, boy. No, no, they, yeah, they, be a good boy. Yeah, they, they've effectively. I mean, the, the internet has an eye of Sauron, you know. Yeah, basically. Like, like there's, and you can't. You're, you're not going to be able to escape it. You can't. You can't exit its gaze at this point. There's no way to do that. Which I, I mean, it is what it is. But, yeah. but yeah. So this back to this Dutro case here, because that's. Uh, I think that's how we got on this, but. Uh, let me get back to my place here. I'm going to get back to my notes. But uh, so he got released and young girls started to disappear <laughs> mm. uh, in the vicinity of some of his homes. 
he was technically unemployed and he was drawing welfare from the government as well, by the way. Um, he owned six houses, lived very ravishly, and he had he had a very like he had a really high income. Yeah. Um, and but it was der- derived completely from trading in child sex slaved, child prostitution and child pornography. So that's where all his money was coming from. Hmm. Um, many of the houses appeared to stay vacant, though at least some of them were in fact used as torture and imprisonment centers where kidnapped girls were taken and held underground in dungeons. Some of Dutro's homes were used in this way for several years following his early release with a growing body of evidence to indicate the fact to the police authorities nevertheless failed to act on the information. Who'd have thunk? Yeah. Like it's, it, that's how deeply embedded it was is that like the cops weren't even like the cops were given, the cops were given by a lot of people like suggestions, evidence, like people being like, dude, look, he's literally got a picture. He's got a a sign in his front yard that says kids for sale, (laughs) you know, not, not like hyperbole, but like that equivalent. (coughs) And the government's like, I don't dude, I don't see it. I don't know, man. I just don't see it. You know, just look the other way because they were involved. They they were heavily involved. It Mm -hmm. apparently went up like way up the chain in the. uh, What's like they take that guy out? The Belgian government. You know, that's a big part of their stream. Again, the parallels to the Epstein thing. Yes, the same parallels. Epstein goes so high up. We're I like how we're finding out about like dumb people that had like Epstein involved. Like Noam Chomsky. I posted that today. Chomsky. You know, like we're finding. It's funny that. We're finding out that he had something to do with him. But then, like, all the other people that are on the black books and the ledgers, uh, they're just like... But do we ever find any of that out? No, because the judge who the judge sealed it and said, we don't need to encourage any, like, useless gossip or something like that. that Is like, that what it was? That, yes, yes. Wow. Yeah. Is it it's gossip if their name is on the flight log? I mean, how much? Uh, I thought that was evidence. What were you? Yeah, doing? how much cover are you running? What were you? Do- if they're in Gislaine's book, who allegedly ran the operation, according to according to the government, she was the brains of the operation, not Mister yeah. Epstein, who just unfortunately died in a jail cell. Well, you know, you like, know I like mean, what the fuck are we even talking about? You know, like, like Bill Gates says, on, if dog. if you ask anyone about it, uh, well, he's dead now, so uh, it doesn't matter. And even Melinda Gates was like, "Oh, I stopped talking. I the reason I divorced Bill was because of Epstein." And it's like, because and it's like, you you're acting like you just found out about this. Yeah, like you just like found you just out. found Come out on. about this shit, dude. He got a kid. You oh you, so you got upset about it after the second time the second time Epstein the second arrest happened, Ep- Epstein happened because the first time arrest nobody, me once nobody cares. shame on you. Yeah, everybody gets Arrest one. Arrest me twice. <laughs> Shame on me. Everybody gets one, dude. Yeah. To where nobody cares, you know? They even Mark trail. You know, you get the one. Exactly right. Just, you keep doing your shenanigans. Second time, no, no. It's incredible, man. But, uh, so, officials routinely ignored tips, as we've covered here. Um, in addition, key facts were withheld from investiga- investigators working on the disappearances. Lines of communication were unaccountable, broken, inexcusably hindering the investigation. Like, it's just every stop block you get there. Like, I don't even know how. Or, I can't. Someone's like, yeah, that guy never faxed that thing. Or he's like, the guy who didn't fax is like, I can't believe that. That's crazy. I, how would anyone do that? And meanwhile, it's shredded and in, in the his meantime, trash Mark can. Mark is torturing children. Yeah. Like, it's like, what the fuck, man? What are hey, you and that's tyranny through bureaucracy. That was the idea, 
you know, from that Peterson podcast I talked about a while ago, where it's like, if you muddy the waters enough with enough steps of like, if I want to put in a complaint on a police officer, it goes through like three different desks. Right. And someone's bound to just lose it and transit, you Ah. know, something like that. Oh, nuts, dude. We fucking, we lost your thing, man. Tyranny through bureaucracy. So that's how people like Detroit and Epstein get away with it, too. So let's see. Two days after the arrest, so a bunch, a couple, few people got arrested. Uh, they got like there was like another bust. Uh, oh, actually, yeah, let me do this. So four years after the disappearances began, the authorities arrested Dutro along with his wife, an elementary school teacher. By the way, a fucking teacher who was involved in this pedophilia stuff. Ugh. Um, which you see a lot of teachers getting arrested for having sex with kids lately, and that that's like only accelerated. There's like four in one day. Is it recently? I'm, there, I'm no, really like recently there was. I saw an article where it was like the it was like four teachers in one week or something like that all got arrested for that shit. Yeah. I don't know why that shit's skeezy. I got out of it because I can count on uh, both hands how many people I know got like blacklisted Holy or fired. <laughs> Good yeah. lord. But uh, okay, so she was a teacher, um, a lodger, a policeman, and a man the guardian described as an associate with political connections these were the people who were arrested elsewhere identified as jean michael nehul a brussels businessman and nightclub owner so let's see michael Levray described in may 2002 so one of those ta- this is one of the guys arrested michael yeah levra uh he was described as a drug addict and petty thief (laughs) reportedly told his interrogators that at least some of the girls abducted by the ring were kidnapping were kidnapped to order for someone else jesus so this is another aspect of the pedophilia rings and and a lot a lot of them have in common is not just that it is uh they are abusing people they are actively like capturing people yeah they're like the and like selling them like actively kidnapping kids and selling them um it's a business for them for sure and so the belgian police could have saved the lives of two children who were allegedly murdered by the pedophile mark detro if they had watched a video seized from the home which showed him building their hidden cell the tape has been seized in one of the earlier the tape was seized in one of the earlier searches so they seized evidence and just didn't review it Nice. Which seems like, okay, so again, this is one of those things around these cases. This is what always happens. This is what always happens with a lot of these big busts. You hear about them a lot, like especially under Trump, there was a lot of like, we busted a huge pedophile ring. Like they they find these big groups of people who are all trading in this stuff. And when they arrest them, they don't like, they just arrest like whoever, like they, 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 they cast the initial net and whoever it hits, they get. But then like they don't do any diligence on any lo- it seems like that's a routine thing in a lot of these cases. Mm-hmm. And I have to only assume because of like a what the evidence is or b like how connected the people involved in the situation are. Like that's the only real explanation for it. Mm-hmm. Like of why they wouldn't like follow every lead all the way. You know? Yeah, because they're like, ah, oh, shit, my fucking like, buddy uh, Bill. Well, I think a lot of people start getting He's scared. in that video. I also <laughs> think a lot of people get scared. Yeah. Because they realize, oh, this is like the shit they kill people over. Yeah, you're dealing with forces bigger than... Yeah, like you, you, you'll you end up dead. 
mm-hmm. probably. True detective shit. Yeah, I started watching that again recently because oh, I've been amazing. just like into all this bullshit. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's watch first season of True Detective over. So good. What a great show. They're just putting it in your face, though. They're making it, uh, they make it entertainment. When it's like that shit, like and, um, Jason Bourne, it's a fucking, sure, it's a documentary. I'm pretty sure True Detective has a lot of like references to like P- PTK stuff. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, what is it? The one guy being named Tuttle, I think, is like a reference. But uh, what I wanted to talk about was, um, people talking about like when you go after these people, mm-hmm. or like when you go after these obscure stories. Uh, Wendy Painting was talking about on a show she was on. Uh. In an interview, she's the chick who wrote the Oklahoma City book. Um, she was talking about, yeah, she's like, you know, when you start investigating this kind of stuff, you get scared as fuck. She's like, I've noticed people following me. And this is just the author of a book. Yeah. She's like, I had people following me. I had to conf- I had to get other people to show up to confirm to me that I like wasn't fucking crazy. Really? She had a guy that sat down next to her in a coffee shop. She had like an arrangement with a coffee shop in the area that around where she does. She's doing research on Oklahoma City and she like contacted someone who was just like, oh, you like shouldn't fucking talk to me, blah, blah, blah. She had like dug into this certain area and she's in the coffee shop and she sits in a back area where like nobody comes to and it's completely empty. And she's at a table and then there's a booth on the like couple booths on the other side. And there's like some tables and she's sitting there researching. This guy comes in and just sits down next to her. And like isn't doing anything. Like and he sit just sits there. Just intimidating. Right next to her. Jesus. Yeah. And she had to like call her boyfriend at the time there to like and they just sat there and pretended and once that guy once her boyfriend showed up, the dude left. Of course. He just got up and left. Yeah. It's like it, and she's like, I've had my mail tampered with. You know, like she's like routinely Jeez. I'd get mail and it's been opened. Real gang stalking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I mean they do shit like that. It's definitely like an intimidation factor, no 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 doubt. It's like uh I saw a video today where somebody said like the FBI showed up at their house. And if the FBI shows up at your house and just flashes badges and starts asking questions without a warrant mm-hmm. or you don't ask them for a warrant, like you're an idiot. Just <laughs> make sure they have a warrant yeah. before you talk to them. And if they if they do Cross-reference it with your local office mm-hmm. because that's just literally an intimidation tactic to, like, get you to say something stupid. Yeah. Like, they can show up to your house unannounced, knock on your door, and just start talking to you. And once you say something, that they're just there. It's just literally just pure intimidation. Mm-hmm. It's crazy they could do that. It's crazy, man. But I got a little derailed there. But uh, where are we at? It's uh, actually right at about an hour. I don't know. Were there was there anything else you I want mean, to dig in? I can dig we... into the Dutro stuff more, but we can revisit it next episode too. I think it's time to go eat some hot pot. I would love some hot pot. Let's go get some. I'm hot fucking pot. cooked off that pin. <laughs> <laughs>